0: That was uh, Robert Keith Wallace. Uh, actually, he, was he the first or close to the first pe- person to actually do a, a physiological testing on people practicing meditation? Was
1: were there many before him? Well, there may have been, particularly in India, but um, nothing had the impact uh, that Keith's work did. Right. You know, Keith Keith did it at. Um, as a uh, PhD student at UCLA. And um, when it first came out, I think in 1970, um, it caused quite a, quite a uh, uh, fuss. It it was uh, groundbreaking at the time. And, you know, it was in Science Magazine as well as um, a professional journal. And
0: And in Scientific American in 1972. Yeah, that story. came out later. That's yeah.
1: when Herbert Benson at Harvard picked mm-hmm. up on Keith's work, and they collaborated and did another study similar, mm-hmm. and that ended up in Scientific American, and of course uh, everything really took off from there. Right. It was a phenomenal yeah, thing. Yeah, uh,
0: Dr. Gluck at the Institute of Living in Hartford California.
1: Oh, yeah, oh. and many other things, and within a few years, you know, I'm giving a talk soon in L.A. at Loyola Marymount uh, on how meditation went uh, from the the fringes of the counterculture into the mainstream. And I'll be talking about this and Keith's work and, and the... Um, the uh, explosion of scientific research right. on on meditation and right. TM in particular right. uh, back in the early seventies it was it's really historic and Keith doesn't get the credit he deserves right. in my opinion yeah
0: and and, and again uh, all of that is covered pretty extensively in your book American mm-hmm. Veda uh, uh, the, the, his book uh, Dharma Parenting I, I found it fascinating and and I actually it was um, it's a lot of practical stuff and I mentioned. I have a friend that has a young kid that is having a lot of trouble sleeping, and from the Ayurvedic perspective, it's probably a kid with a a vata imbalance, which means the mind keeps racing and all, and uh, it's hard to settle down, Uh, and and, uh, I would think through certain types of diet and behavior or maybe uh, things they can do or not do at certain times, they could have a big impact. Uh, as opposed to, you know, the parent going out and getting some sleeping pills or whatever for the kid or Yeah. You
1: know. And you know, one of the things we I wish we I had thought of asking him, I wish we'd, we'd have just ran out of time, was you know, remember when we had Marianne Williamson on for the second time, mm-hmm. one of the things she talked about was this overdiagnosis of ADHD. Right and um, how it's you know messing up so many kids and i, I just heard uh, some scientists on on the radio talk me about this you know the 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 overmedication of kids being diagnosed with attention de- deficit disorder uh you know m- a large percentage of whom are just kids right. you know who are restless and i bet you know keith and and fred Address this in the book because so much some of that may just be, you know, uh, an imbalance. Uh, it, ab-
0: Absolutely, Phil. This is a great point. I was originally in graduate school to be a, in clinical psychology to be a school psychologist. So I, I I worked in that area. I was a substitute school teacher. I worked with kids, and there, there's a certain percentage of kids when, when kids go to school, it's not necessarily a natural setting. You're warehousing kids from 9 to 3 generally, uh, they're, they're to sit down, they're to face forward, they're not to move around. It, and, and a lot of kids, uh, it goes against their physiological needs. It's just not natural for them. So if you go to any school and the bell rings at 3 o'clock and the kids come out, they explode out the doors. They need more movement. They need more activity. and Absolutely. so And so some kids get a little restless in class, and it's hard on the teacher. And the easiest thing for a teacher to do is say, all right, put that kid on medication, so then you have Johnny is drooling in the back of the classroom, but he's not bothering anybody, so that's fine. Well, it's not fine for Johnny, and and then, okay, and they invent these disorders, like attention deficit disorder, so that they can uh, prescribe medicines. Now, there are a certain number of kids who do need very specific help, because they're so far out the norm, but now the number of kids they're considering to be Uh, you know, attention deficit disorder is, is
1: out of control. It's ridiculous. And, and it was, look, um, I felt that way when I was a kid, I was very fast. My brain was very fast. So I got good grades, but I was very restless in school, but we had recess right and we had you know we would you could get out at lunchtime if we you know and run home and you know and then we got out at three o'clock and we did we weren't overwhelmed with homework we could go play and uh, all that helps plus at, on top of everything else they're cutting back on physical on pt uh, or phys ed or whatever it's called and feeding kids all this sugar and carbohydrates in, right. in the lunchroom. No wonder everybody, right, right. you right, and, and, You know,
0: along those lines, I mean, it's like uh, when we were kids, you came home from school and you'd go out and play. Now everything is more structured. They have play dates. They have right. uh, karate class. They have this class, that class. The, and and uh, it's a little bit too much structure, a lot of people feel. The other thing is if you, if you take uh, a young kid and you say, you know, especially like eight, nine-year-olds, they, What's your favorite subject in school? Nine times out of 10, they're going to say physical education. Because that's what they want to be. They're not getting enough of that. And like you said, they're cutting back. And I remember I had a teacher in seventh or eighth grade. And you could feel the class was getting out of control. People, And she used to say, this is Saclin Benny. She'd say, all right, everybody stand up. Hands to the side, up. And we used to play Simon Says or whatever. And she was right. going. And it was such a relief. You felt so good after that. And right. uh, it was, so they need more of that in the schools. And, so and I, think I would I, you know. bet that,
1: um, you know, this book, Dharma Parenting, could, you know, also be useful in the school systems, you know, right. where they're, you know, parents for essentially acting in the role of parents for a certain number of hours a day. Right.
0: And, you know, if you, you put meditation in school, which a lot of schools have done now, uh, or at least, a, you know, uh, quite a few, and you put more physical activity a structure into it I think you'll get much much better results and at yeah now, and change the diet yeah. I
1: think changing you know the kids yeah. diet I was be just a big in,
0: yeah I was just in Sweden I have a, a, a niece and two nephews in school there uh, and, and um, uh, they have all the they every kid in Sweden every day gets a free lunch at school so they all stay in school and they eat and as much as possible the food is locally sourced and very, they there's no they, they have two choices in terms of drink in, in, in at school one is water the other is milk. I said, what about chocolate milk? what about absolutely not now kids eat junk outside of school well, it's not you know but in school this is what they do so every kid gets a good lunch and they're very careful about uh sugar and that sort of thing also uh I saw michael moore's uh, uh latest film recently, and one of the things he focuses on is uh He goes into a lunchroom in France in a school in an urban area, and uh, they have a chef there, and the kids are not eating junk. They're eating good food uh, and uh, not processed foods at all, and I think that has a huge impact. Like you said, you know, I'll give you an example. When I was uh, working, you know, training as a school psychologist in Jersey City, New Jersey, I, I would go to, I'd be in the school, and I'd be counseling these kids, 12 years old. What did you have for breakfast today, Bill? Oh, I had a Coke and a bag of potato chips. Well, mm. you know, and then they come into school and they're off the wall. You know, that right. and probably not getting enough sleep. And, and you you know, uh, you're starting the day off uh, with... Uh, on a bad foot, footing, and you're probably going to have problems.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I bet there would be a lot of parents who could benefit from reading Dharma parenting and also a lot of people listening to us now who have raised their children already and wish they had a resource like that when they were young. but maybe they'll pass it on to their kids. So their grandchildren will be raised. Right.
0: And I've known as you, I've known Keith for years and, and I've seen him interact with people and he's really good at, uh, understanding people and, and, uh, And working with their type, even before, you know, he studied Ayurveda, I think, that, uh, you know, like he said, you you know, uh, don't confront somebody when they're in a situation where they're having a meltdown. There's different ways to deal with it. So I think he, a lot of people like Keith, are very natural in their abilities to uh, sense what's the right thing to do. On the other hand, a lot of people aren't. And I think uh, this book will give good guidelines for that and, and make you to start thinking about it, just thinking and realizing that there were different types of people, different types of kids, because uh, everybody generally thinks the world is as they are, and, and yeah. It doesn't I work mean, that people way.
1: recognize that kids are different from one another, but having a um, a way to categorize those mm-hmm. differences uh, with guidelines for following up on on them uh, would would help a great deal, I'm sure.
0: Great. All right. So all is well. I and I wanted to ask, uh, how's uh, your uh, biography coming along that you're writing on Parma Mahansa Yogananda?
1: Well, depending on when someone <laughs> listens to this, it's going very well and um, it's either going too slow or it's going right on time.
0: Right, and we'll, we'll probably have somebody, I would think, from SRF on sometime yeah, we'll in have the future. People soon, okay, right. great. All right, until uh, next time, uh, Phil. Okay.